I have a few closing thoughts before we go to this next one. Before we go. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast temporarily dedicated to exploring the album Grey by Moses Sumney. This is the last episode, so it's not temporary anymore. It's final, and we are people that help you live less certain, more curious lives. I'm Scott. And I am Mace. <laughs> welcome to episode 186. Scott said it. This is our last episode in a 11-episode series. Uh, <laughs> is it been 11 episodes? Because there's 10. <laughs> you guys. There, this has been a really intense We're journey. stumbling to the finish line. We are more, I don't know about stumbling. All I'm right, feeling. What word would you use? Let's each choose a word. I am, well, I want to choose a phrase. Oh, yes. Choose choose 30 minutes of, <laughs> of explanation if you want. It doesn't have to be a word or a phrase. Mike, you, the mic and the. Um, I am <laughs> sentimentally. Strolling <laughs> to the finish. That's great. Sentimentally strolling. I'm going to get that in that space with you right now. Yeah. I also want to sentimentally stroll and I want our listeners to sentimentally stroll. It's so funny. I, 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 I listen to this. I, we, we've listened to it together. This show, Desus and Mero, Desus mm-hmm. and Mero. And when they get pumped, it's like, they're always making like gun noises. Brah, brah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was pumped up about at the opening intro just now, I like felt that energy, but I would have really no reason to make those types of noises. <laughs> they don't work here. No, but usually my, if you're like taking shots at somebody. No, my friends recently have been saying pew, pew, pew about yeah. different things we do. And fun note, if you write the words pew, pew in uh, an iMessage, it automatically puts lasers on it when you send the text. Wow. So we've been in a group message. Pew, we just go pew pew. And it's like lasers. With the pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine that pew pew lasers. Pew lasers. pews feel a little bit nerdier to me, but that's also great. Right. No, that's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> strolling to the finish line. Sentimentally. Sentimentally strolling Do to the finish line. Do not forget the sentimental part. I like part. that. And I, when I say stumbling to the finish line, I mean wanting to acknowledge something, which is just that, we aren't baby podcasters. We're adolescent podcasters, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and this was a brand new thing. We've never done this before. We've never done something this long of a deep dive. And it's just so people know if like anybody has ended up finding us through Moses. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's coming next week? All of a sudden, you don't even know us as not Moses people. And just get ready for the free associate meanderings when we have yeah. just a single word as our topic. Yeah. And we go from there. That will happen. And... This has been, you guys, I guess I just want to say, like, we have immersed ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful place to immerse yourself. But, uh, I mean, what's to be said here? It's like, I don't know. Like, I think there is a lifetime invitation to build up a, a, a playful, I wouldn't even want to say tolerance, a playful posture towards living in the gray. Mm-hmm. You, you and I were saying this before the episode even started, like certain therapeutic modalities, certain theologies, certain philosophies are about this like thick theory, you know, like something that's more complex. Like we're always moving towards the more complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
if you're not, it seems that if you're not confused by that or not worried about it or taken off guard, it's like, no, this is where we're heading. Like lightness even is seem seemingly found in the complex. If you you can build up playfulness and flexibility and find room in that, that can be wonderful. If it doesn't feel daunting and overwhelming with the scariness of the complexity. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe what you're saying or at least my experiences, this album is like, come on into the complex. Yeah. And it, 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 it requires a certain level of playfulness and openness that can some, but it can also sometimes, sometimes, sometimes feel daunting and to constantly be immersed in it has yeah. felt, I think daunting at times and challenging mm. at times and provocative at times and, uh, sunken into us in ways that I think that we still don't even know, you know? Well, I mean, that's another thing I want to tell people. Like we've, semi committed to maybe doing a a finale episode in about three months Mm -hmm. to really come back and give ourselves a break and let it marinate truly and then come back. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't like this as the finale episode, which is so funny because I actually think this is a great finale episode because these songs are themselves such good finale songs. Yeah. But I, I want to, I personally want to, it's almost like how I feel at the end of these mission trips or something or I don't even do mission trips anymore, but like I used to make videos at the end of a trip mm-hmm. and there's something in my mind that literally would almost make a montage video with our voices over something processing this journey we've gone on. Right. It's almost like, and I think that's the thing is that episode would be less about the album in deep diving the album and more actually about what it was like for two people to go yeah. through an album right. and process the process of going through an album. And tonight, even though we're already rambling, it's like we're mostly focusing on these songs. So I like, I do want to do like an overarching recap one more time, even for the, my own brain. Like I want to go through the album again, like in 20 minutes. Right. You know? Right. Well, and I think that there's a tension that we're always stumbling through and I'm feeling it even right now as we're five minutes into the intro and there's <laughs> probably people like get to the songs, but I'm <laughs> get like, to the songs. we're not like doing what dissect does. We're not like doing this thing where we actually objectively or whatever, semi objectively try and be like, here's what the song is and here's what it means. We're actually part of what we try to do is say we're embodied people right. who are coming to this this is what we would actually want to be doing is having a conversation about this album, but also our process of unpacking the album alongside the unpacking of the album. <laughs> and so if you're Lisa. here for that, this is great for you. If yeah. you're not here for that and you're looking for just objective, here's the album. Well, people would have known a long time ago that that's they would have this left, is. They would have left this. I know. <laughs> for some reason, I'm like, just like very aware. I'm like, we're not dissect. But personally, pers- I just have to say like, we love dissect. major fan of dissect major it's, it's, it's major goals in a way. Not, not that I want to be dissect, but like to find that voice and to put that much time and effort into your craft in so many ways is so cool. At the same time, Cole Kushner, uh, this isn't, I hope nobody in the world would ever take this personally. It's, it's just an observation. Seems very emotionally detached from the content. Seems very Enneagram five, like, like very sort of deadpan, Observation. Now, every, I'm sure, I'm sure he's not. The fact that he's doing this, pa- oh, deep of course, diving, there's passion. But there's definitely this, like, this is the objective. Here's what I'm mm-hmm. doing. I'm creating this content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no accusation or assumption being made here, but there is something to just say 
Uh, what? Like, I think we've let ourselves be very emotionally impacted by this album. Stupidly emotionally impacted. Yeah. Almost too much, I think. Yeah, yeah, almost yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. <laughs> Like tonight, like for my song, The Ache, The Ache, The Ache, we're like, yes. The ache. Yes, we've gotten in touch with The Ache. I don't know how sustainable that is. Like, we can dabble in that sometimes. We can, like, I just got a little, I just got a little choked up thinking about it. Like, it's a sense of, like, I sense my body with my mind. It's just a mind thing. It's like almost mindfulness. I all of a sudden directed my mind to my chest. Yeah. And thought about the ache. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I can access that. I, I can mean, access that. I want to say <laughs> alongside this, I've been in the middle of a school program where they're pretty much just constantly like healing is grief. Healing is grief. Grief work. <laughs> everything, everything is grief. Everything is grief. Oh, and it's like, it's true. You're like it's being this buried thing. in an avalanche. You know, it's, it's a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you think the ache is a lot? Mm. Oh, you think the ache is a lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I mean the, the I mean the, it would be a dream to have Moses in conversation with us someday like Moses. Moses. <laughs> Come talk with us. Do you know us. about these modalities that we can bring? <laughs> Do you want to talk mm. about the fate of pain? Mm. <laughs> okay, are you ready? <laughs> ready for what? For for bless me. <laughs> We're going to get right into that. That's but yeah. it. I mean, is there anything else? That's why I asked, are you ready? There could oh, be more. Oh, it's going to be satisfyingly unsatisfying. Right. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll have some closing thoughts when I get to my song because it is a tie up. Oh, song, exactly. So. Exactly. Let's we'll just get right into it. Episode 186. We're getting right into it. 10 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> is it 10? It's nine minutes. In. Okay, right. everybody. Here we go. Here we go. Thanks we are getting into the song. Bless me. Bless me. Take it away. Scott's just going to sing it first. Before you go. And Mace. Okay, so bless me. I would say personally, mm-hmm. probably, okay, I would have, before we did this album deep dive, said guaranteed probably my number three song on the album. Okay, so well, let me just say that that is something I'd want to do in a finale episode, not tonight. I want to come with our top songs. And <laughs> it's, I don't know what to do because... Because Lucky Me has been fiending for a spot. It's like Lucky Me wants to be up in the top three. And I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Because I kind of have a top four. Yep. So what's she going to do? Which is also, also Annie and Anne, Neither Nor, Bless Me, and now Lucky Me. I don't know where they go, actually. I have no idea. Anyways, Bless Me. Also, in terms of my Spotify wrapped, was one of the top songs for me. Was my okay. number five most listened to song of 2020? What was number one? Was it a Moses song? It was a Moses song. Neither nor? It was neither yeah. nor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that says something. Um, okay. So Bless Me is a song of aching. Yeah. A song of aching. And I think that there is something to be said about these last eight, this last back half of the album. Now that we have more time with it, it, it's sunk in more and more just the the difference between this part one, which was 12 songs up until Polly, and then these last eight songs, which all seem to be a little bit like they're their own separate album. I feel like these last eight songs that are a lot more introspective, a lot more somber, 
I would say. And just a lot more, I, I don't think this is the right word, but it's what's come to mind. I would say resigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, resigned's a great word for that. There's something about these this this back half that's like, hey, here I am. I'm entering into isolation. I'm separating myself. I'm going and exploring. And there's explosive beginning self-identity going out there. And then we kind of reach this point where we're starting to have these things that have been contemplated start to have to be accepted of sorts. Yeah. And then we get to bless me. And it's kind of like this song of heartache and longing and acceptance all at once. Yes. I would say. Freedom. Freedom. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm just picturing the video and it's this riding on a bike with open arms. It's like acceptance might be a, a word like, you know. Well, and there's this interesting thing too. Clutching. In the first part, he's riding his bike with open arms and going somewhere. And then the last half, he's just riding in a circle. Wow. Yes. I didn't notice in this, that. In this album, in this, the, the music videos. So the music video is this like white, like washed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, filming Mm -hmm. and Moses is riding a bike singing and yeah he is he's got open arms he's riding it's free it's accepting Mm -hmm. and then in the parts where he's singing you're going nowhere with me he's actually riding around in a circle ah which I find nowhere with me I find to also be this point in which this album is very cyclical yeah like this album is one of of that like it ends and you could go right back to the start and there's something about I mean I kind of, I kind of just want to go line for line, but then I'm also like, gosh, there's so many themes. And then I also have this article. I'm like, just go off. But like, I will also just say to contribute, if it's like, I think, I mean, I think there's this idea of like a disc two, disc one, disc two. And it's like, sometimes I think some that has a little bit to do with what can fit on disc one and disc two. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily meant to delineate anything. Like I think, I think the first ending is also, also an, an, an. Like, or neither nor that could be the end because Polly starts the the this I new think romantic is the transition. I think yeah. Polly's the transition. I think Polly ends and says, "This is what's coming next." Okay, okay, okay. I, that's what I think. It's, I, it's I think like Polly's an illusion, like a, taste a to reference. What's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Also, Polly was a single that came out, hmm. and I think that that kind of tells you what you're about to get into. Bless me was also a single, so I think that's interesting. The thing is, is, is like bystanders also fits into the themes of the first half of like being yourself, like the, 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 the sort of epic nature of becoming a self and being you and not giving in conceding to other people's expectations. So it's just such a strange and complicated album. No, it is a complicated album. We're in the freaking gray. We're always in the gray with Moses. (laughs) Um, Okay. I will read this tiny little article. And then just go line by line and probably talk honestly sonically about this album to some degree too. Cause I think that there's this album to me. Song or album? This song. Yeah. Song. Um, there is something about this song that I don't know how to describe it other than like there is a few moments and I will name the moments as we go in the lyrics that feel like you, it's like, Perfect fit, sinking in, drop in. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear you talk about that. Like, there's I know something about, about this this song where it's like this this little mute, this like note hits, and you're like, 
you just drop in. Yep. You just feel it in your body. You've like dropped into something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here is a little article by, it's on grimygoods.com. Grimy goods. Wow. Whatever that means. Written by, doesn't have the author. So Written oh, by. Nope. Words by Patricia, Patricia Sanchez. Um, okay. So this is about, this is about, uh, bless me. And the title of this article is Moses Sumney captures fragments, fragments of humanity in new single bless me. Mm. Ever exploring the concept of duality, musician Moses Sumney captures the contrast of human emotion with wide breaststrokes, brushstrokes, and no desire to stay within the confines of a canvas not cut from his own cloth. His latest single, Bless Me, is no exception. Bless Me is inherent of Sumney's signature sound. Its slow and melodic instrumentals are carefully dipped in a rich, warm pool of paraffin wax vocals that melt and coagulate throughout the track. Holy cow. Who are these people? People who write with these words. Uh, I'm like, yes. Stirring and settling, Bless Me sinks into a beautiful cyclical pattern, acknowledging the celestial nature of love and hate. Without being overly specific, Sumni uses fragments of emotion to piece together a beautifully stained glass mural, one that reflects him both as he is and as an interpretation of himself. Ah! Whoa. Do you have anything to say before I keep reading? Do you want to pause? No, that's just really well said. And that's an episode. (laughs) There it is, everybody. Good night. Um, the symbolic style of the song's music video depicts somebody riding around on a bike in a dark, dramatic clothing, a background overly saturated in light and crossfade transition add to overall abstraction. Mm-hmm. Bless Me is the last single from the release of Moses Sumney's double album, Grey, out this Friday, a collection of songs featuring a wide array of contributors that expands mm-hmm. on his well-received album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Oh my gosh. Also, this article has a video that's a link to a pure cover by Moses Sumney. Don't get distracted. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that names it so well. There's something about this. I, I love what they said about where is the line about uh, Sumney uses fragments of emotion to piece together a beautifully stained glass mural, one that reflects him both as he is and as an interpretation of himself. As he is and as an interpretation of himself. Holy cow. What a sentence. What a sentence. Which I think really is what's happening with this song. There's something about this song that, like, I I don't think of anyone specifically when listening to this song. And one could easily think of someone because it seems like there's an obvious, like, person that Moses might be referencing, which I think we've been talking about in the past few episodes of like, there seems to be this person that Moses is vaguely referencing. Hints and whispers. Hints and whispers. And yet I find myself listening to the song and finding just resonating with the, the mood of the song, the mood of this sense of like things come, things go, you're here. I've had these really precious moments Thank you. Bless me. You are moving on. I, I don't even, I, it's all very abstract what I would think about it. And yet there, there, there seems to be this, this hint and whisper of a person. Right. But then there's a part of me that wonders if there's something in this song that might also be playing with a Moses self. 
Like if we're thinking of Moses as being multiple, <sighs> there, there's, there's a wondering I right. have around this idea. And I think this song, and I think the Before You Go song, starts to set in this sense of a cyclical pattern. And it's hard not to reverence Before You Go where it talks about this idea of like every end begins in separation. And, or every beginning ends in separate, or something I should Well, there's something about both of us that relates to this idea of saying goodbye to an old self. Right, exactly. And there's something where you wonder about that being, I'm going to jump ahead to your song really quickly. How dare you? And we can come back. We'll, we'll get <laughs> you back. You've crossed a boundary. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> For some reason, my internet's stopping right now. I just want to make sure I get this lyric right. You know, it's it's really tantalizing to think about like, 20 years from now, reviews and commentary that will come out of this album, we start to find, like, Moses was actually singing, singing about an angel that he met. You know, like, that's just an outrageous idea, but, like, getting the cracking the code of the album, and all of a sudden we know, heavy quotes, like, what he was actually trying to convey. My internet stopped working. I don't know what to do. Are you lost without your internet? Well, where's my phone? Ah! Well, I wanted to look up this lyric specifically. Uh, well, we, we got distracted for a second because the internet went down. Okay, so the internet's back. And what I wanted to say is there's this line that's in the next song, Before You Go, which we're going to be talking about both these songs. And the thing about them is they're actually, like, in terms of music videos combined as one song. Mm-hmm. I think that in itself is something mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of how these two songs are very enmeshed, Mm -hmm. but there's this line from Ezra Miller that is a lot of creation stories begin with separation, which gives you a lot of hint around the sense of bless me being the song of separation Mm. of bless me before you go, Mm. you're going nowhere with me. And there's a sense of like a separation is happening. And with that comes Mm. creation. Mm. Like this is Moses's creation story is this separation. It's just, I really do want people to understand this might be total nonsense talk, but like this is our podcast. Uh, it, it might even be worse for me in terms of going to seminary. It's like this: uh, the, my world was exegesis, hermeneutics, interpretation, scripture. And it's like, yeah, okay, so you take the book of Matthew from the Bible, everybody. And the, the world I lived in for a year of my life was, was being at the seminary down in Pasadena. And there's like literally eight levels of library and and it's like probably a hundred commentaries on the book a of whole Matthew. row on yeah. the end of the book of Matthew. And this yeah. is what I feel about something like this. It's like all the commentaries and this is what's so beautiful about a work. It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all the things that could be written about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you're saying it too, I'm just like overwhelmed by, here's two things. I'll say it really quickly. I let you get back to your stuff. But like, yes. um, on the one hand, the sort of interpretation that can be made of these things that is, it's cool. It's, it's cool for your brain to land on something mm-hmm. like, ah, like, oof, there's a thought mm-hmm. that helps that, that settles my mind and helps me. And then all, also like the expansiveness, the never endingness of all the interpretations. And that's what I found so cool about the Bible when I was looking at it that way. Right, right. But like then you have all these a-holes coming in and be like, there's only one interpretation. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Even if you just took this. Right. There's only one interpretation of 
Moses Sumney is gray. Like, what are you talking about? It's so cool to think of it being like some sort of big bang cosmic creation, creation story, gray, the album. And then it's like, it starts a conversation. It emanates out. It's like ripple effects. Yeah. It's overwhelming to think about, but like, I just had that in my mind of like all the people I interact with online these days. I'm like, it has one interpretation. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> just be quiet. Uh, <laughs> I, I fully appreciate it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, look at this is, this is really fun to do like hermeneutics around this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, this is speaking of, as you're like getting me going on like interpretation, I'm just kind of wondering around this idea of this album begins with insula, which is like, Insula. Like, well, actually, does it begin with Insula? Yeah, no, it begins with Insula, which is the lines on Insula are isolation comes from Insula, which means island. Here we go into the gray. And then we go into it. And there's a part of me that wonders if there's a way in which you could see this album as almost like Bless Me is of course kind of the end, but it's also the beginning. It's like what brought Moses to, and so I come to isolation. And so I come to isolation. It's like, it's like the isolation, the separation is what began the creation of the going into the gray. Like bless me could be the reflective thoughts of being in the gray, the isolate, the Island. If you look at it as like the story of like went to an Island, came back with reflections or also Bless Me could be in this, like, kind of the songs that are, like, reflective towards the end are the songs that, like, brought Moses to the isolated place. You know what I mean? I think it's cyclical. Yeah, I think it is cyclical. And the is, like, it goes forwards and backwards. (laughs) You know, like, imagine imagine if we did this album backwards. (laughs) Oh, okay. Everybody, uh, quick announcement. Uh, Starting next week, we're going to go in reverse. this album but there's like something really interesting about what is this album backwards oh gosh absolutely that's interesting i mean that's kendrick lamar's damn it's like he gives you two listening experiences no a hundred percent i feel like this album is one where that could happen and you'd be like whoa and you Mm -hmm. get to viral towards the end Mm -hmm. heavy quotes of a backwards one you're like yes you know like that would have a whole different (laughs) meaning there it's really interesting. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to get going too hard, so I'm going to have to jump into the lyrics here. Okay. So also, this song is sung in Moses's freaking beautiful falsetto, like, most of the time, mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous. Okay, before I get into that, I have one paragraph that I want to read, actually. I'm this is laughter this. of delight. Okay, so this is from um, TotalEntertainment.com. Whoa, Total Entertainment. <laughs> Written by, doesn't actually have the author on this one, mm. by Total Entertainment. Mm. So, but I found this par- this paragraph to be interesting. It actually doesn't even rep- reference Bless Me, but I think, especially because you brought up all the stuff around commentaries, I'm like, oh, I want to read this paragraph. There's probably a biblical analogy to be made about a person who just happens to be named Moses, who flees the binary, splits a massive body into two pieces, and leads us through the in-between, holy and holy, as in Mm -hmm. W-H-O-L-L-Y, rebellious. By breaking up gray into two multifaceted dynamic pieces, Sumni is quite literally creating a gray in between space for listeners to absorb and consider the art. Mm. Not strictly singles, not strictly albums, never altogether songs or spoken word segments on their own. It's neither here nor there. 
neither nor, if you will. Mm. It's like, Bam. Well, Mic I like drop. that. Boom. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. We're gonna just jump right into the lyrics, everybody. Oh, other thoughts. <laughs> People are listening, Quick like thought. they haven't started on the lyrics yet. <laughs> <laughs> the same person that produced this song also produced Neither Nor. Ah, they shared okay. John Congleton. So I think that's really interesting. That yeah. personally, those these are my two favorite songs in terms of listens. That and is I'm interesting. Like, that's fascinating. Who also like produced. Uh, St. Vincent, produced oh, right. Lucy, we know about this. Lucy Dacus, like yeah. all these people. Okay. Anoni. What? Anoni, or however, however we say their name. Oh, Anoni. really? Yeah. Anoni? Wow, that's that's cool too. Yeah. Okay. All the cool trans people. <laughs> it's so predictable. It's so predictable. <laughs> We're going to do the thing where we actually pause and listen to the song okay. as we go along. Great. So the first verse, line by line, is it's so predictable to farm the parable from every tatate, tatate, I don't know how to pronounce it. Tatate, which literally means a private conversation between two people. But when you see the end in every beginning, lessons are all you get. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can I can see myself sitting in a classroom. Right. For three hours talking about this. But when you see the end in every beginning, lessons are all you get. There could be, that's a prompt for so much conversation. Uh, it's, I think that's good writing. It's just like, I don't want it to be a cop out that I say this has infinite depth of like, oh, it's just really deep. So I have nothing to say about it. But like, I think, I think what's happening is that these big ideas and concepts are coming at us so fast in this album that I'm like, we already know we have other concepts to get to here in this song. Mm-hmm. But no. That's a big one. Like, 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 uh, let, let's just say it this way. Let's take you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's a romance or like a sentimentality or mm-hmm. an emotion to this idea of like you and I sometimes being like, Oh, who's going to die first? It's like, right. I'm 15 years older than Mace. Everybody. So I'm always annoyed that Scott's going to probably <laughs> die first. So there's this thing of like, Oh, something clicks in your brain. Or all of a sudden something means to you, something to you. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that we approach on a daily basis that are casual. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something means something to you. And it's like you see the ending in the beginning. You you think about the end. All of a sudden I'm like, wait, does this, does this have an end? I don't want to think about that. Right. And the beginning, ah, this sounds so, it's sometimes when you t- talk deep, you sound like you're high or something. Like, like the beginning is, is a big bang. It's a creation story. Right. Like literally think about the first time we recorded the podcast that created a whole universe. Right. Right. You know? And it's this interesting thing of like, but when you see the end in every beginning, lessons are all you get. Like there's a sense of like perspective. I instantly jump to this sense of like Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. this, this sense of like, hum, like dust you are into dust you shall return, and like the finiteness of things that yeah. things end and things have limits, yeah. and like when that's, great. that's the when that's we're able to see that that's the way we're able to then live, but if we don't see the end, we're not able to necessarily live and see what's happening of sorts. I don't know. You do yes. know. You said it. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say it. And I just think it's like this interesting thing to to be saying this as this is. I, I would say that because Bless Me and Before You Go share a song, like an album, 
this is, in my opinion, it's not the last song of the album, but it's kind of the last song of the album, you know? <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> it's, and so it's this interesting thing to be saying, but when you see the end in every beginning, lessons are all you get. And it's like, here we are at the end. Is this a beginning? What are the lessons? Mm-hmm. Like there's this duality that's this grayness that's being played with beginnings and endings being the same thing mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. or sharing something here. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I'll just do the chorus and then we'll listen to it. Bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. And I think. Wait, have we played it yet or we're about to? We're about to play it. Okay, great. Um, I think there's obviously a lot there and this will repeat throughout is bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. I have, I mean, I think there's something that I also want to say of like, this is there, this song. I, the only song that I can think that this song reminds me of is Godspeed by Frank Ocean. Ooh, (laughs) totally agree. And that just also hit an emotional gut punch of, (laughs) Oh dang. That's so good. (laughs) Of this this song of like bless me before you go you're going nowhere with me. There is in that this duality of bless me and it, mm-hmm. it reminds me of lucky me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're we're just coming off of lucky me. Of right, like, right. I had you, I have you, and then this sense of bless me before you go you're going nowhere with me. And I'm like instantly I'm like well but you just said I had you I have you mm-hmm. so like. There's not like to be blessed by something means you carry someone with you. They're coming with you to some degree. And then also you're going nowhere with me. It's this, it's again, we're brought into this tension of like the both and here. (laughs) I know. I know. I've seen memes of professors over the years. That's like a funny thing. If you don't believe in the complexity stuff and the gray, it's like a professor who's always just like, uh, and on the other hand, you know, <laughs> on the other hand, energy, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that before we play it? Wait, what was the Frank Ocean song you mentioned? Oh, Godspeed, which I'm like, I would also be happy. To, I think like, should we play Godspeed for a second? <laughs> Wishing, Wishing you, you Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> There will be ma- it, it's it's there a similar song of like you won't move. It, it's <laughs> a Frank similar Ocean. sentimentality Ooh, of this sense of something's ending, and I wish you well, and I wish blessings upon you. I wish good things. I wish prayers for you. The vibes towards you are of hope and of wanting the best for you, and do the same for me. Yeah. Please yeah. do the same for me as, as something parts and shifts and changes. Bless me along the way. There's so much stuff to say. There's so much. No, it's true. I mean, I think if you just add the Frank Ocean stuff into it, um, uh, uh, I know uh, we were talking about that. No, you gotta gotta leave. Leave. <laughs> Take down some summertime. Yeah. Give up. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's a, there's a, a um, a blessing. What I, I guess what I want to say is like an acceptance, a sending a, I, I think blessing is such a great word. It's like you're going your way and I agree with it. I, I send it with good intentions and good vibes. And it's not like, it's not like, um, 
resentful. It's like, fine, right. leave, fine, whatever. No, it's not that. It's like, you have to leave. I understand. Uh, I will just say, before we listen to this little part, because I, I think it's worth saying, because I feel it. And this is a strange, funny, interesting, cool thing to say here. But I've only ever had one person ask me for a blessing. Hmm. And I have given blessings as a youth pastor, pastor, done weddings. I've said goodbye to seniors. I've, I, I've given blessings. One person asked me for a blessing before they left for somewhere. And it was such an interesting moment because we spent a lot of time together. We spent like was three. It, was, it, uh, was it Laura? Nope. Dang it. Three hours together. And then this person said, can you give me a blessing? Oh, I have more guesses. I'll give you two more guesses. Was it was it a, was it a twin? It was a twin. <laughs> <laughs> was it Frederick? It was Henia. Dang, I'm so close. <laughs> so one of our friends, everybody was part of my youth group, and they went to Reed College, and we sat and watched this Donald Miller movie about his experience at Reed, and it was like a beautiful sunset, and we sat on the porch at the church I worked at, and. And you just said, could you give me a blessing? And that's a very tender moment. Like this idea of bless me or the request, it's like uh, hopefully please and and hopefully you're sending me off with good intentions and, and love and support and you're not resentful. And I also just think it's such an intimate thing to ask for. Like you mean so much to me that I want your blessing. Yeah. I mean, I almost think about this idea of the vulnerability of like somebody asking for someone's hand in marriage. Right. Traditionally. Right. And I think this is something, this interesting thing of like, you mentioned this recently of like, I've been randomly being like, I have prayer requests. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's really sweet that you're asking for prayer requests again. Yeah. And no, like, that's, that's another vulnerable yeah, thing. And I'm like, I actually am like, yeah, I, I want to like share prayer requests for some reason. I, I wanted to look up the word blessing. Cause now I'm like, well, we're getting into it. And while you're looking at, oh, did you already find it? Yeah. Okay, great. Did you want to say anything about it? Well, no, I'm just saying. That's why all these things are so frustratingly silly to me when we talk about belief or anything like that. It's like, don't worry about what, what do you think is happening? The power of prayer? Like, it's just a faith thing. Who knows? Right. But just say, please pray for me. Please right. keep me in your mind. Please wish good things for me. Please send me a blessing. It's like, that's really sweet. It's really sweet. No, I had a, I had a professor one time who said that anytime someone said they had a prayer request, he would only say yes to the prayer request. Like if he was going to say, I will like pray for you. I will also do a deed towards helping you with that thing. That's I love that too. Which I'm like, Ooh, that's a, that's a hot Both thought there. That's a hot um, thought. <laughs> hot potato. Okay. So the, the definition of blessing is God's favor and protection, a prayer asking for God's favor and protection. Grace said before, before, after a meal. Um, which I just think is interesting. I think like etymologically it is protection and favor is what is like at the heart of a blessing, which I think is a really interesting combination of both protection, like Mm -hmm. keep me safe and also be in my favor, like see the good in me, be in like have things go my way. Like Mm -hmm. there's a sense of Moses is like, before you go, please wish me protection, wish good things for me. Yeah. Wish Wish good things for me. You know? I also think there's something sort of like, and we haven't even listened to any of the song yet. Like it's not necessarily agreement, but it's sort of like, um, ordain is not a very helpful word because it's more complicated. It's like blessing, but it's like, 
It's like baptize. I have all these religious things. No, if I know. Ordain or baptize is to essentially say what you're doing is ultimately something I agree with and hope good things for. Like mm-hmm. if, if you said, I mean, I'm just going to get really out there. If you said, you know, I'm, I'm transgender. It's like, it's not just, I accept it or tolerate it. I bless it. I say, right. beautiful, very different thing wonderful. There. Well, and if we're taking this to the point of like, this is a creation story. Yeah. Bless me in my creation. Yes. Like, bless yes, me yes. as I begin. Yes. In this ending, Ooh. bless me as I'm beginning to, to, to be formed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> should we listen? I think we should listen to this first <laughs> little bit. It's so predictable to find the parable from every tattooed. But when you see the end in every beginning, listen. Okay, so I mentioned earlier this thought of sinking moments, and we just had two of them, mm-hmm. and we just listened to them, so they're right here. I think mm-hmm. the first one in my mind is when the little guitar comes in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. part where it's like the little do 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 sinking, and it just feels we like go. we are coming to a finale. Yeah, there's just an instant moment of like, whoa. Here we are. I'm like getting really emotional thinking about it. Like there's something <laughs> like it, it feels so steady mm-hmm. and just like we're we're going into this place here. You know? Yeah. Sometimes like, with artists, I'm like we're in good hands. I'm like, yeah. Don't make an album and then give me some bullshit finale song. Oh, like, it's I'm the like, worst thing. You better end it well. It's the worst thing. You know, you're taking us on this giant journey. I'm like, ooh, we're in good hands. I can't yeah. tell with just this little guitar. Something's no, happening. No, exactly. <laughs> and so then I, I, we, I, I. I will say to you, Scott, the editor, let it oh. go through the part where it says met you in the wrestling pit and let it fade out. Met you in the wrestling Because I think pit. that is the okay. other big sink in for me is that there's something about the like met you at the wrestling pit. There's something where I just like it locks in there for me. Mm-hmm. I just feel click. like it, there's a click in that. Like, again, the, the best phrase I have is something drops down. In I, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And I'm yes. just like, here we are. So. That happens, and now we're gonna unpack this next verse. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay. wait. So, what just happened? Are we are we back from listening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now we're going to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, uh, met you in the wrestling pet pit. You came when I needed it. You came when I needed it. Which just pause. Uh, of course, we have wrestling pit. We have all kinds of. Images that come up. I mean, this is hard not to think the book. I know. I say sometimes though, like there are some things I need to watch with you someday. I'm I'm like, gosh, I have to be able to reference Fight Club with you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's hard not to like. I mean, this. I read that part like with a name like Moses. Yeah, it's hard not to see met you in a wrestling pit and think of Israel. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, (laughs) no. Any any biblical reference with. This album is appropriate, I think. Um, but I also think there's something about this that's like a wrestling pit. I mean, I also think that's really 
high sex connotation there. Like instantly we're in that place. We're wrestling. We're going back and forth. It's, it's a place of struggle. Met you there in the pit. Also pit. Like huge, wrestling. huge imagery there of like in this, this, like I think of pits as somewhere you, you leave someone and someone's down and how do you get out? You need someone to get you out of a pit. Yeah. That's like the nature of a pit. Yeah. You came when I needed it. That's you in the wrestling pit. Uh, a body on top of me to teach me. Ooh, dang. What do you think about that? Who's topping who? <laughs> <laughs> For reference, everybody, I just read an article on psychoanalytic queer theory, and it was, who's topping whom? <laughs> it was a really good article. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I, I feel like this verse has just like, we're obviously in the, ter- maybe not obviously, but I instantly go to the territory of sex and intimacy. All right. Met you in the wrestling pet. You came when I needed a body on top of me to teach me. He was always thinking about sex. Gosh, you have to turn it past the witching hours. You showed me your secret powers. Ooh, I wish that mine could freeze time. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. There is like a lot of imagery of like, here we are. You met me at this time. There's intimacy, a body on top of me. I mean, that's something too, to be like a body on top of me, both literally and figuratively like, I know I always think of this image Powering of you saying you, you want to be crushed. I want to be crushed. I do. I do want to be crushed. <laughs> the sense of allowing someone on top. Yeah. Allowing yeah, yeah, yeah. someone to. And, and I think that's like we could go into all kinds of thinking around like what's topping, you know, and like this, the sense of allowing someone to pleasure you, allowing someone to be dominant, allowing someone to take control, allowing someone to like, and the vulnerability of being I'm like a bottom, like the sense of like receiving pleasure and being vulnerable and open to it. Like there's, there's a lot of layers here around this sense of like being taught and allowing yourself to be in kind of the vulnerable position in yeah. in this part here. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, that's why I think it's really important. I mean, important, um, helpful something, uh, to have queer voices speak into this album. You know, honestly, like, I think it's, it's not necessarily essential or necessary, but it's like helpful. And, um, I think this, I think one of my favorite lines in the whole album is stayed up past the witching hour. Hmm. There's something about, uh, something as a late night person that resonates with that. I think there's something that happens. You're almost playing with fire being a late night person. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes you can be having a fabulous night where you're just like the universe doesn't understand I'm living my best life I'm up at two yeah this is amazing and then sometimes you're like oh shoot it's late and I'm scared and I'm freaking out I'm panicking and I can't sleep and if I just imagine this idea of like you have somebody with you that's like talking you through it you're you're could be sexual, but it could just be like staying up late talking. You, yeah. you, you stayed up late with me. Well, and there's something about this that's like obviously intimate in the sense of stayed up past the witching hour. You showed me your secret powers. Like whatever it is, there's something about the witching hour where it's like you were with me in the witching hour. Like I do imagine this like late night secret place mm-hmm. that, that the two of you create. Mm-hmm. And there being something really magical about that of like, we are in something together, a wrestling pit. We are, we're, we're up at night. It's late. It's the witching hour. 
Like we're you past with the me. witching hour. You stayed with me past this time where like eeriness is involved. Magic is involved. You showed me your secret powers. Most people have left. Yeah. 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 And it's like something's happening here where it's like, this is new. This mm-hmm. is important. This is, this is teaching me. Yeah. And it's, and it's involving my body being on bottom or yeah. like being vulnerable, open. You showed me your secret powers. I wish that mine could freeze time. Oof. 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 Which I think is like that nails something too of like, we have these moments in life where it's like something happens where you're with a person and you're connecting. And it's like, I mean, not to reference Martin Buber, but to reference Martin Buber, it does. <laughs> people are like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> is he a theologian? He's a philosopher. Philosopher? Like, I probably like a Christian philosopher. Christian philosopher. That, that would be a word. Yeah. And he talks about there's these like fleeting moments of I, thou. Yeah. That are this sense. And, and he talks about them as very fleeting, which mm-hmm. I actually think is helpful to think of them in that way. Where we are in this space where we're relating to another person as in our whole self being and their whole self being that there is like almost this sacred connection of the I and the thou, as opposed to what is typical and okay and average of an I it that there is, there's, there's kind of these moments that, that come out of nowhere that are these like, the best word I have is magic. These magical moments where something locks in where you're with someone and it is sacred space between you and there is connection there and there is something there. And I just think there's something about like, gosh, don't we want to freeze that? Like, don't we want to freeze that moment? And also there's something about like, if we froze it, it wouldn't be that moment. Like it has to be that thing, but it's so painful that we have these moments that are so magical they're so beautiful and yet they're fleeting and and and, i mean it's like there's something so human about like you showed me your secret powers like you showed me parts of yourself that were so magical i wish that mine was that i could just hold this in place i could just keep it yeah yeah (sighs) oh And then we jump into the next bless me chorus. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have thoughts on that? Nope, nope, nope. Um, Too many thoughts. I I know, it's too many. You just have a little restraint. So then we jump back into bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. Bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. And I think with each chorus, it becomes heavier. It Mm -hmm. becomes weightier. Like what this blessing means. What, what Moses is asking for, what the sacrifice is of the, the distance of the separation and the potential of the separation to some degree. There is something similar of this like lucky me of like, I had you, I have you, I have this. Yeah. I wish I could freeze it. I can't. So bless me mm-hmm. before you go. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, there is acceptance in this and also allowing like the fullness of the experience, I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we're gonna listen to it, everybody. Met you in the wrestling pit. You came when I needed it. Ah, a body on top of me to teach me. Stayed up past the witching hour. You showed me a secret power. 
I think we're good. I'll see it. Okay. <laughs> so just for reference, that part or that second bless me just after that, like immensely vulnerable and tragic lines, um, is where Moses is in the music video on, on his bike and just arms spread open. Free. 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 Do you say I free? would say, I, I think you're yeah. right. I would say free. I would say receiving, receiving open. Like it, it seems yeah. like a fine, bless me, yeah. please, please bless me before you go. Yeah. Like I am embracing this. I'm embracing yeah. what is. Yes. There's, there's an embrace here. Mm. Okay. So then we drop in again. It's, it's oh, a, another drop. It's, it's, it's a drop in. It's not quite like the first one. Cause the first one just gets you out of nowhere. We have a You're big drop like, in and it's like a medium drop. It's in. like, it's like, it's the same kind of drop in, but it's not quite, doesn't hit quite. Keep it as an out for me. <laughs> here we go. Get me crooked alchemy. <laughs> oh. ah. Okay. So <laughs> here we are in the lines. Cupid has it out for me. Gave me crooked alchemy. <laughs> Eros. Of God of flings sees the beauty in all things. Wisdom from the truth of the fountain of truth. I mean, <laughs> what can you do with these lines? This I is like know. the wisdom of life. I know, I know, and it's this interesting thing of like we obviously have the context of a romanticism in this whole album and the sense of like Cuba does it out for me, gave me crooked out for me. Eros, Mace is pounding their hand on I'm their like, table. <laughs> here we are, Eros, which is like is the passion. I should look up what Eros technically means. I just have too many thoughts around what It's like Eros romantic is. love, right? It's, it's like, kind of like romantic love. I would say it's passion. It's love. It's lust. It's well, let's see. sexual desire. Sexual desire. Eros okay. was the mischievous god of love, a minion and constant companion of the goddess Aphrodite. Eh, Aphrodite. Aphrodite. It was he who lit the flame of love and the hearts of gods and people. Oh. Armed with either a bow you, and arrows or a flaming <laughs> like torch, Eros was often portrayed as a disobedient but fiercely loyal child of Aphrodite. I, I feel like when we think of, like, people talk a lot of, like, it's Eros love, which is just this fiery passion felt sense. Yep, yep, You know, yep, yep, it's, yep. It's, it's Eros. I mean, I feel Eros love towards you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's, like, obvious. It's, like, that's what this is. Like, there, there's something about, like, there is a, a a passionate and like it's life energy. Here we go. That's what this other thing <laughs> says here. That's that was the word I was looking for. Um, it's where the term erotic derives from. Also, I guess that makes sense. Um, but in philosophy and psychology, it's seen as the equivalent of like the life energy. It's the like the energy. source. It's the source in which that we're all like kind of working out of in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, so just to have to him to go, ah, and then Eros, oh God of Eros, yeah, sees the oh beauty in all things. And I think that that's just such a line of like, gave me crooked alchemy. The, sh- the problem is that it's, it's almost like a reverse of a romanticism. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, maybe it's like not a romantic. Maybe it's everything I have Eros love for. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, I, you say settling in, I think that, that what you just said is like a, a banner over the whole thing. Like that just is settling. It's like, ah, an aha moment. Like maybe that's the twist of this album compared to a romanticism is like, I think sometimes, and I think sometimes, honestly, you relate to this. We all do, but like you in conversation with you have made it more pronounced of like, 
maybe there's so much love that the defense is no love. Yes. Yes. And then it's like, oh crap, I think there might be some love. And it's like, ah, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying to feel this way. And it's like, oh, it's so vulnerable. And like, I mean, literally just had this line of being vulnerable, yeah. being on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, Moses, I relate to Moses a lot. <laughs> you relate to Moses. You also want to be Moses. Who is Moses? I don't know. <laughs> and there's this sense of like, yeah, like gave me crooked alchemy arrows of God of flings sees the beauty in all things as stupid, as stupid, as stupid does. I grasp your cloak because maybe you'll grant me wings if I cling. Woo. Whoa, there's, I mean, I guess, I guess Moses is somebody that has really sort of mastered the symbolic, like, I also want to be like, let's, let's bring this union life team into this (laughs) (laughs) and talk about all the symbols that are being played with. Honestly, I could just hear them. (laughs) Actually, what Moses is saying in this episode (laughs) is when he's talking about arrows, Benjamin, (laughs) what did he call me? Robert? Actually, Robert. (laughs) I think I instantly jumped to plastic. My wings are made of plastic. And I mean, there's also just, okay, maybe you'll grant me wings if I cling. Like, again, we're playing with these lines that are obvious paradoxes. Like, if you're clinging, wings are a sign of freedom, flying, letting go, exploring, and openness, all, I mean, spreading I th- out. And then if I cling, I get wings. Like, maybe if I cling, I'll be free. Very Oh, this thing that like Greek gods and stuff already being played with. I think most people's brains would go to this image of Icarus, which is like wings and you fly too close to the sun and your wings burn and you fall back. Yeah. So it's again, this cyclical ironic Mm -hmm. thing of, of the thing that you want, not getting what you, what you ultimately want, but actually maybe do want it. (laughs) I think, I think he's naming her like, we're scared of Eros love most of Mm -hmm. the time. All of us. I mean, at least I can say I am like, Mm -hmm. if I really let myself, I could have Eros love for most things. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a beautiful (laughs) thing. I mean, that's, I think that might be what the Bible is teaching us is like, don't be so scared of it. Hopefully maybe, Maybe, like, but then it's also the ache. I mean, yeah. it's this complicated thing of like, you have to accept the ache. Yeah. At the same time, it's life is satisfyingly frustrating. Like, I mean, it's so silly. Like, what do you even do with animals? Like, that's satisfyingly frustrating. It's like, I remember this, this uh, comedian, Todd Glass, had this big bit that my brothers and I always shared with each other where it's like, he's just an outrageous fool in, a, in the most beautiful way. He's a great comedian, but um, he's just like, whenever I see a dog or like a puppy with their tongue sticking out, I want, I just want to pull it in the, in, because I love it so much. I, 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 I don't want to hurt it. I just, I just want to go up and I, they, they stick their little pink tongue out. I, I just want to pull on it. I just, I love it so much. I love it so much. You know, it's like no, this. it's like we want to eat babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I want to eat you up, but I really feel that way. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, I do kind of want to gnaw on your arm. <laughs> Well, what a crazy feeling. Yeah, no, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know what this is. Ah, it's uh, what, what what's that thing we watched? What was it? Babies. I feel like it was a uh like a <laughs> I I don't know, I think it was a midnight gospel thing. Baby. Oh, Something I think it's to be eat a baby. I think it I totally totally is. Um, okay, so then it goes back to the chorus. Bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. 
um, bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. And, <laughs> bless me before you go. And uh, I'm going to play that for us right now. Cupid has it out for me. Gaily cricket alchemy. Eros, oh God of things, sees the beauty in all things. As the base, as the bitters, I grasp your cloak because. Big deep breath. Big deep breath. I, I there's also this interesting thing about this song where there isn't a break between the choruses and the verses. Yeah, you just go right into it. You just it. go right into it, which is not the case with the live version or okay. the Black Alicia version. All right, all right, all right. Which is to be uh, looked at also, everybody. I don't have time to get into it because we're already just really taking a lot of time on this. Look up Moses Summoni, bless me. I don't know what to look up. <laughs> look up Moses somebody bless me in parentheses, I don't know in what to look up live from home because early in quarantine Moses actually created another video for this song yeah that's him in his apartment kind of lip singing and dancing to this with these very cool graphics that are it's too much to unpack but it's also incredibly beautiful and we really don't deserve Moses is Okay, I'm gonna end, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Oh, this, oh. Is, this is we're wrapping it up. We're getting towards the end of the song where we jump into now. Moses now takes a different turn. The falsetto is now in full fledged here. <laughs> you must be an angel. Your conscious conscience conscience is clean. <laughs> Why would you soil yourself with a monster like me? Ooh. Oh, dang. Don't do it, Moses. Don't do it. Pause. I know. I'm like, Moses, relatable. Yeah. I think there's a really interesting... Nine wing one. Moses is a nine wing one. Whatever. Don't. I don't know. You must be an angel. Your conscience is clean. Why would you soil yourself with a monster like me? There's something where I've always also heard the word soul. Where soil is. Oh, soul. Why would you soul yourself? I love that. I mean, let's play with those words. I, I just think that that's a, there's a very close tying yeah. to that. But also the sense of soil yourself. I mean, that's that's a rich imagery of like, I mean, I think of why would you pee your pants? You know, Yeah, so, like soil me. yourself. It's like spoil yourself. Or it's like this purity culture thing. It's like, I think that's such a mace energy of like, <laughs> you know, like. I've tainted you. I've, right I think of the world as black and white. Now I've yeah. done this thing and you, you're now tainted because you've been around me and I'm tainted. It's like, come on. But I know there's an interesting thing where I'm like in, in my psychological thing, I'm like, Oh, all of a sudden Moses jumped to the paranoid schizoid position. here. <laughs> right, right. Like he's getting into splitting. He's yeah. going right into the black and white here. You must be an angel. Your conscience is clean. Yeah. Like that's not true. We know that's right, not right. the case. You know, we, we know that that's not the case. And yet it's the feel, the real feeling. Why would you soil yourself with a monster like me? That's a sweet, humble question, though. It's like... No, 100%. I value you. 
I'm small. Uh, it's a sweet little. It's it's and it's 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 what Moses is doing. Moses is being vulnerable with like, okay, this this is like, oh, here's this love. There must be a lesson lesson here. I was vulnerable to you. The next verse, this next one of like, is there something wrong with me? I'm just like out here. Yeah. I don't know what love is. I don't know what love is. And then, gosh, you are here. Why would you like? Why would you? get caught up in me and my my crazy view of love my grayness my complexity yeah there there's something going on here and then if the good lord sent you the good lord can take you back i hope when he comes for you you illuminate the path Hmm. i don't know what to make of this i mean there's something really beautiful about this sense of like you illuminate the path. Like when the Lord comes, this, this human illuminates the path. And now also think about this sense of like, is Moses also partially talking to himself? Right, right, right. I I think, I think I've had a lot of experiences where people take traditional love songs and whimsically, winsomely make them about themselves and it takes on a new meaning. So it's like almost our dreams. Like, Like, is that me? And that's always a fun little thing to do. It's obviously both. Well, and it's this thing is you must be an angel. Your conscience is clean. Why would you soil yourself with a monster like me? How we, we all have angels and demons inside of us. Yeah. I mean, it's also, there's a, feels like there's a reference to two dogs. I'm sure there is. Like a long time ago, this like angels and demons, yin and yang. There's yeah. something here where he's like, there's, there's this yin and yang. But I just think there's an interesting thing of like the good Lord sent you. The good Lord can take you back. I hope when he comes for you, you illuminate the path. Like there's a lot of power in this this thing Moses is talking about. I think there's something about in in a good way, like saying worshiping or idolizing another person is not right or wrong. It happens mm-hmm. and there's good and bad qualities to that, but it's like there's something achingly wonderful and beautiful. I mean, we've mentioned this just about us, but like other people in our lives that we love and cherish almost. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I am very aware that for me personally, your just natural existence has illuminated a path for me, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And that's a really sweet, thoughtful thing of like these people that mean so much to us just by nature of being themselves illuminate a path. But I have lots of thoughts on that, but we're, we're being, um, restrained here so yeah i mean you you could go off but i i think yeah i don't know i just i'm having like a really emotional moment here this is this is really sweet and it's really hard what moses is working through here like this is really real and hard what's happening in this song of like the impact we have, the impact people have on us, like what happens. And then there's, and then it jumps into this bridge where it's, it's, we're getting more into this falsetto of like, and there's something like cracking about it. Like, please bless me. Mm -hmm. Like before you go, like you are, you must be an angel. Like, please bless me. Like, yeah. I, you're going nowhere with me. Like there's something, this sense of like, I still like, I I have the thought of like, I still need to figure myself out. I'm still in the gray. I'm still islanded. You're going nowhere with me because I'm like still figuring stuff out. So please bless me as you go and you go on to do other things 
and I'm going to go on and this is my creation story, but I need, I need this. I need my Island. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sometimes the emotional impact is, or is enough content in and of itself. Like, you know, it's like, I, I heard this sermon years ago. It's just stuck with me so hard. And it was like from a preacher that I don't even like anymore, but it was like, um, talking about Reepicheep, who's from the Chronicles of Narnia. He's the little mouse. Did you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? No. <laughs> no. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. It's a great metaphor, actually. It's a beautiful metaphor. It's like Reepicheep is obvious. Well, not obviously. I have to talk to somebody that has never read the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, <laughs> Reepicheep is this little talking mouse who's very valiant and is always willing to jump into any context and, and just so will put himself on the line for what he believes in. And Voyage of the Dawn Treader is like this group of people sailing to the edge of the world to try to find God, essentially. Yeah. And they get to the edge of the world, and actually the boat hits this sand, and, and it can't go any further, and nobody decides to go any further. But Reepicheep gets in this little teeny boat as a mouse and like just keeps going, and everybody waves goodbye to Reepicheep. And this pastor said, <clears throat> like... um, this 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 little thing that Reepicheep gets in is when words fail us and hmm. we row to the edge of meaning hmm. and we don't know anything anymore and we've tried to approach the divine and we get in this little teeny boat, but it's like words don't do it anymore. It's like the emotions speak more than anything. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what to say here, but it's here. Yeah, it's, it's here. here. We're on the edge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that's how you started the whole thing with like, we we sunk in. Like the, you've used that phrase more than any other song here. It's like something has sunk you into the ultimate meaning of this work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So we have that verse and then it's kind of like the, the ending. It's just continuing this bless me before you go. And I think we'll just listen to that. Clean. Why would you soil yourself with a monster like me? If the good Lord said, Yeah, the good Lord can take a bath. Oh, how pretty it comes to you, you illuminate the path.
before we go to this next one before we go <laughs> i didn't mean to do that <laughs> i think that there's something that happens in that like there there we see this sense of like almost freedom in the bless me before you go this like he kind of starts like almost belting and gets higher and higher of like bless me please kind of this like vulnerable pleading and then we jump into this like the last little line is like a soft bless me. Like we again drop in and in the music video, Moses puts his hand on his heart and it's this sense of like, you see him in the music video, he's going around in the circle and, and he's starting to gain a smile of sorts. And then he's starting to like gain this sense of like, yes, bless me. It's almost like this sense of a mantra. Like if I keep saying it, it will be true of sorts. Like I'm going to keep saying, bless me before you go. You're going nowhere with me. Bless me. You are going nowhere with me. Bless me. Like this cyclical cycle of like, let it be true. Let it be true. Let it be true. And it feels like at the end, he's like, it's true. And he puts his hand on his heart and it's like, bless me before you go. And there's like a, a very, very whole acceptance of of this parting of the separation that begins a creation. Yeah. Love that. Woo. Big emotions here in this house, everybody. <laughs> just, just, just some <laughs> emotions. It's fine. Do you want to say anything about this song? I have any, nothing any left final to say. Thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts on it before, before we go to the next one? I think you did it. Okay. You did a great job unpacking this song, exegeting this song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody, when we come back, we'll do the last song from Moses Sumney's <laughs> album, Gray. It's been a long journey, and it's going to be short. I just want to say that. I think in the spirit of this song, it will be short. This song is a nice wind down, mm-hmm. so we don't need to ramp back up. No, I um, think that I think this song is in many... Bless Me is in many ways the, the finale. The finale. This is, the wind this down. is kind of a wind down. Yeah, so when we come back, we'll uh, take a look at Before You Go. This is uh, the finale of this, but uh, it's not the finale. We're going to come back. I can't have, have this be the finale. We have to have. You can't. You can't say goodbye. Uh, well, I want to come back God. with you some. You can't say goodbye. Yeah, can't, you can't do goodbye. Yeah, I can't. Bless me. I can't do it. Bless me yet. I can't say goodbye. It's too achy. <laughs> um, but I can only focus on this last little piece for the time being. It's just too much, honestly. I can't go back and think about Viral. I can't go back and think about Cut Me. I can't go back and think about all the spoken word pieces. Like for now, tonight, here, it is 10.29 in the midst of everyday normal life. Like we do this podcast. (laughs) We've tried to let this album sink into our souls. And like at at this point now, just real human vibes, like I'm winding down just as this album's winding down. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't even think I'm going to go into like who are the spoken word people. It's uh, Michaela Cole and Ezra Miller and Taisa Lassi. Like, great. I'm not. I'm not going to unpack all the stuff. I just think what I'd love to do with this episode is say a few words about this closing piece, which I love. I love this closing. Piece. You love this one. And just, just end it with that. We're not going to mm-hmm. go and like talk and then play, talk and play. We're just going to end. I love everything that. With I this. love it. Um, so first of all, I just love that it turns into some sort of soothing, meditative, reflective, it's almost like you just heard some sort of crazy, outrageous sermon and somebody just plays a soothing piece for you to vibe out to yes, and think about yes. it. Yeah, you no, need reflective you. time. Yeah. And honestly, I guess I would say there's certain albums, like I, the first one that just comes to mind is Phoebe Bridgers, of like ending the whole album on a big, giant, bombastic, long buildup of a song. And that's, a we- that's mean, one way to do it. That is also one of the best <laughs> albums of a lifetime. So like, <laughs> but wouldn't it be nice if after that big thing, there was just a two minute little blah, 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 blah. And maybe, blah, I don't know, because I just go right back to the beginning. Oh, so gosh, I'm like DVD okay, menu wow. and I'm like, that's, I got it there oh, with gosh, that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You've got, you so, touched, you touched just like, hardcore there. <laughs> so we just have a nice, just chill, reflective, calm, sort of this electric guitar or bass, I don't even know, but like vibing out and we just get to get into like a trance, the power mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. And then we have the themes. I think the themes are just presented here. The ache, the aching, the ache, the aching, the ache. It just says it over and over again throughout this entire song. It's almost like part of the musical ornamentation of like this track, mm-hmm. the ache. It's almost like part of the, just like part of the guitar that's playing. But um, I do th- I do think this is sort of a loop or a tie-in to the whole theme of the album, which is this idea of a creation story. And I don't think I appreciated some of these references or allusions several songs and episodes back where I was like, oh, this reminds me of a creation story. Right. No, I know. You know I don't like, think I made the connection. Yeah. I'm like, wait, it's here. Yeah, it's been it's here, here the whole time. It's here. And... Um, so think of like a creation story or the big bang, the creation of something. Um, as we're winding down this album, it is a end and a beginning. I think, mm-hmm. I think Moses on, naked on a rock on the album cover is obviously significant. Yes. Moses naked on a rock at the end of this video is very significant. Yes. I mean, there's like a baby sense, and we think of like, I mean, instantly I think of Adam and Eve naked in the garden. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yes. And I think of this idea of islanded. I think Moses on the cover of this album looks islanded, mm-hmm. and uh, Moses at the end of this video looks islanded. Moses at the end of the video and on the cover of this album looks shipwrecked. Looks vulnerable. Looks vulnerable. And it looks like something's happened where you've been... <sighs> in the classic sort of traditional cinematic sense, wiped up on shore. And there's maybe almost even an amnesia Mm. and you wake up naked Mm. with no, uh, like I'm talking about like no cultural reference points, even like Mm. if it's new, brand new, like a baby Mm. and we've gone into the gray and we've taken away all of the reference points, what's right and wrong. You're neither nor you're not in boxes anymore. You're now what? Yeah. You wake up. There's nobody there even. There's nobody there to guide you. It's like now now here comes life. Hmm. That could be a cool starting point for art. 
could be a starting point for creation in a meta sense. Um, but it, I, I would just on it, I, I'm going to add my own little twist here as like a pastor theologian type in a very small, like two minute thought. Uh, it says at the end of this song, a lot of creation stories begin with separation. And that's true. So that's just true. Creation stories in terms of myths, legends, religion. And if we're not, if we're going sort of out of the realm of theologic theology proper or whatever, thinking about like the biblical creation story, um, separation. I mean, you got to ask the question, separation from what, you know, and one of my favorite descriptions of what God might be is the ground of being or ultimate concern. Those two things. So, these creation stories are trying to get at something about the human condition. And there's something so tragic about being separated from the ground of being or ultimate Mm. concern. Mm. What do you care about? Mm. Like, who are you? Mm. And something is so tragic and so hard about being disconnected from that. But that is it. Like, that's not, that's not making anything up that's articulating the human condition. And so I think even this thing that you and I have talked about many times of this episode that impacted us from radio lab about like color. Yeah. And it seems as if language is what's limiting our ability to see color. And that seems to be an appropriate thing to infuse into this conversation about the gray. Um, that if we had more language to describe variations of yellow, we would be able to see those variations of yellow. Yeah. And so when somebody says separation is the starting point, we've been somehow islanded or separated from ultimate concern or ultimate meaning or even ourselves. And now the task is to develop language to help us see those things that we've been separated from. So how do we start to use words and language and art to get us reconnected to that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what this whole album is. It's like, I mean, Moses said, uh, too much is not enough. Like there isn't enough words and enough creation and enough expression to get us back in touch, but we can do our best. Right. Right. Um, and then these questions, what does it mean to be in love? What does in love mean? I mean, for me personally, I'm going to absolutely just go full on personal here and even meta in terms of our podcast, it's like the idea that we get to even ask these questions is proof that we're alive. Hmm. Like that, that is such a no small thing question. What does in love mean? Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, and we're not searching for some sort of ultimate meaning or some sort of objective path. No, there's the sense of this question being like, what does love even mean? Yeah. We say these phrases. It's like an open, it's an open ended question of like, wow, we say this. It's not like I must figure it out, but it's like, whoa, what does that even mean? What's the possibility of that? Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And looking at everything from a fresh perspective, everything is islanded. That is curiosity to me. That is every, every, every word is a waking up, and looking at it from a fresh perspective, completely alone. Like, I think that's maturity. Hmm. I think that's saying, yes, we, yes, there is a word that humans have invented that describes a sensation or a concept. And yet becoming an adult is saying, thanks for that word. 
here, here's how it makes sense to me. And here's my spin on that concept or word. Right. Um, and then the, the aching is something I feel like you talked about in your talk this morning. Mm. Mace gave a talk at this other thing that we do. And it was talking about being ordinary size. And it's saying that sometimes your anxiety is a gift because it leads you to the insights that sustain your life force, essentially. Like your anxiety is actually leading you somewhere. Sometimes it's overwhelming, but sometimes it's fun, you know? And Did I say fun? I don't know if you said fun. I think you said life-giving or some... Some something about like the anxiety leads you to new revelations or something like that. I don't know if you use the word the revelation. That sounds like a mace word, but um, you know we just keep going back in the song. The ache, the ache, the aching. Ache. The it's the wondering. It's the longing. I mean, it it brings up. I think Moses is naming it, and this is like I've said this. I think half the episodes of yeah. there is this like psychoanalyst that I love, Adam Phillips, who talks about this idea of like things being satisfyingly frustrating. Yeah. And then also there's like Lacan who talks about the sense of like, we're always desiring, like Mm -hmm. we're always trying to get at desire and we never actually want what we desire of sorts. We want desire. What we want is desire. And there's something about this is like the ache. Aliveness is aching. Aliveness (laughs) is desiring. Aliveness is wanting. Aliveness is frustration, which is like painful painful and yet alive. Yeah. And it what just, does in love mean? Yeah. Like, what does it mean? It just goes back to the, to virile and conveyor. It's, it's, it's like depression could be described as shutting down these life forces. Yeah. So whether it's through alcohol or drugs or the internet, whatever it is you're going to do to numb yourself, that's ultimately more aching and depressing than, living into the life force. Yeah. Which is is full of ache. I mean, honestly, it's like we 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 laughed and sort of in a funny way cringed at this, but like the idea of an orgasm is just also very satisfyingly frustrating. Right. It's a crazy feeling, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so to think back to virile and creation and like following and harnessing that life force. Um and so then it just ends with when we die, we won't be together. The aching, the aching. You will never see that person again. And now we go. And of course, it's like the opening of this entire album says, here we go off into the gray. Yeah. And so it's just a loop. It almost does, even as I'm saying, remind me of divers. Yeah. Right back to the beginning. You bring in divers. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like at this this last line. (laughs) 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 You will never see that person again. I definitely think that to me brings in the thing of there's a blessing of a person that you might never see. And that, that really, this last line definitely makes me think of Moses. You're you're, it's almost like a shedding of a skin, a cocoon. It is a shedding of a skin. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like a metamorphosis of sorts. I mean, we just said it like we thought about, and maybe this is like a nod to something we're going to do fairly soon, but like, you were just getting sort of strange and funny and sweet and sentimental about seventh grade mace. Mm-hmm. That's a sad thought. Yeah. You won't ever see seventh we'll grade mace. We'll never see seventh grade mace and again. You, and you have so many mixed emotions about seventh grade mace. I love, I have, my, I love seventh grade mace. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll never see that person again. They're, they're inside of you somewhere, but like that person's gone. Yeah. I think about my own kids. Yeah. I've told you that. Like 
10 year old Jack is gone. Yeah. Like, Five year old Avery and is gone. not. It's this. It's it is the duality of like yes and me, no. Maybe. They're there, you know, yeah. and also not. But I, I sometimes I just have this feeling. I'm like, where does this come from? It's like I almost have to run away from it because my imagination can create a memory where I'm like laying on my couch, and I'm only thinking of a couch because it's right here in front of me, Mesa's house. But like my daughter being so small, mm. barely able to walk. And waking me up from a nap on my couch. So I wake up to my daughter who's eye level waking me up. And 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 at that stage, you're so happy to be woken up from your daughter. Mm. I'm still happy. We <laughs> woken up from my daughter, but it's a different feeling. But like the idea of sort of being this half sleep, mm. half awaking stage and opening my eyes and instantly out of nowhere without any request from your brain. Like I'm not like wanting to summon this image. I'm 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 seeing my two to three year old daughter waking me up from a nap. I level with me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it so hurts. painful. It like really hurts what it's you're so describing. It's so painful. It's like, <laughs> I can hear her voice and I'm like, where is that? Oh, oh, oh I'm like, don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It's like, no wonder we do these things to numb the pain. This is why I don't want to have children for that, for that pain you're describing. Yeah, I don't want to feel it, but it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I think if you can come to terms with this stuff and just like float away with your arms open on a bike, hmm. that's embrace it. Embrace all those feelings and memories. Yeah. All, a montage of whatever those memories represent of past relationships. Yeah, I think what Moses is saying is Moses has done is like a testament to like do it. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. It's hard. But embrace. embrace it. This is what it's. This is, it's worth it. And it mm-hmm. feels that way. Like it mm-hmm. feels worth it at the end of this album, even though it's aching. Mm-hmm. Like you feel, it feels worth it. Yeah. What if we got to the end of this album? We're like, don't buy it, Moses. We disagree. <laughs> we disagree with the ache. <laughs> uh, I think that'll be it, everybody. Uh, I mean, this has we'll been a huge journey, but, but I, I would love for this song to speak yeah, for I itself agree. and let this be the end of this experience maybe we'll come back in three months. I think we might, but like for now we are definitely sort of spent. (laughs) We've done it. We've gone on the journey Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours of engagement and conversation. We love Moses. We love this album. We've had a blast and we're also super special. I think spent is a great word. Like, like now we just need to relax. We sentimentally strolled to the end. We did. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I mean, maybe if you're just a person that's here for the Moses content, great. Um, and then, we obviously have other things we're going to talk about. Next week, we'll probably get into an episode that kind of, I, I think we'll hopefully transition folks who have been along this Moses journey into like the other stuff we're about as a podcast. Yeah. We're going to s- sentimentally stroll into some other topics. Yeah. Okay, Thanks everybody. for listening, everybody. Here comes the song before you go.